Welcome to Indispensable, where we provide you with evidence-based medication advice so that you can feel empowered about your own health. I'm your host, Anna Barwick, and I'm an experienced clinical pharmacist, academic and PhD candidate. Join me as we hear from the medication experts, pharmacists. Episode 7, Emotional Intelligence. Know yourself for your health. Ali Zhu was born and raised in a fourth-generation medical family in Shanghai, China, and moved to Australia when she was 15 years old. She's a registered pharmacist and holistic health and life coach, specialising in emotional intelligence and the mind-body connection. Ali is currently completing her Masters of Chinese Medicine Acupuncture. She's also the founder of the Global Pharmacy Entrepreneur Community, and the host of Pharmacy Entrepreneur TV and Podcast. Ali is passionate about showing pharmacists and the general public the connection between emotion, mind and body. Ali uses Eastern and Western medicine philosophies and coaching methods to assist her clients to identify their emotional blocks and barriers to increase emotional intelligence. Hi Ali, thanks so much for joining us. Now, your specialty is around emotional intelligence. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, so emotional, emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive emotions, to access and generate emotions so that it can assist our thoughts and to understand emotions, emotional knowledge, to reflect uh, regular emotions, to promote emotional intellectual growth so it has four different parts one is self-awareness we need to first be able to aware of our emotions and then after we're aware of it we need to regulate our emotions and then once we understand our emotions and know how to regulate we'll be more in tune more aware of the other people so third part is the social awareness and the fourth part is social regulation so in a group setting in a social setting Uh, more of social intelligence, social skills. And so how do we develop emotional intelligence and how can we make that, you know, stronger in ourselves? That's a really good question. Um, So before I answer that question, I just want to give you a little bit background of why we need to develop that emotion because being a pharmacist, we understand, we talk about health a lot health and well-being. But majority of people think of health is eating healthy, drinking water, exercise, sleep well. And these are all the physical side of things. But health and well-being is actually more than that. There are a lot of elements of non-food areas, so such as social life, relationships, home environment, home cooking, as well as the physical exercise, physical activity, education, career, finance, spirituality, joy, all that, a lot, all of these tied in with emotions. If we are happier, we'll become healthier. If we're happier, we're more fulfilled in our lives. And that really helps her to be healthy. Um, so how, in terms of how do we get to increase our emotional intelligence is by first aware. Self-awareness is the first step of increasing emotional intelligence. For example, um, if you are triggered, a lot of people feel if someone said one 
thing or mentioned someone in the past and then trigger you, you feel like you want to cry or you suddenly get really angry. And that that's a large amount of emotions coming out. So before we even have that anger or worry or fear, that strong emotions, we need to aware how our body is changing. And so what we do is, by um, breathing exercise, breathing deeply, meditate, yoga, qigong, tai chi, these type of exercise really help you to turn our focus within um, and be more aware our emotions, our feelings. Um, other exercise we can do is by even um, touching your skin and feeling that sensation. A lot of times when our society is are given us a lot of pressure. We have a lot of stress from work. Um, we tend to forget how we feel. We tend to become numb or switch off um, that feeling, um, try to protect ourselves and not to be hurt. But the uh, emotional uh, intelligence exercise help us to be more in tune with these emotions, to aware of them and then we know how to process them and how to regulate our emotions so it doesn't actually hurt um, our body and we don't have those really strong negative emotions um, coming up at the end of it yeah and there seems to be a real connection there between uh, meditation and emotional intelligence i was i've been reading recently about you know there's really good evidence about meditation for you know increasing you know areas of our brain that help us with self-control and you know the way we react to things and and so it sounds like there is a really strong connection here between emotional intelligence and and you know being involved in regular meditation as well yeah definitely there are a lot more research um, talking about how meditation can be more effectively increasing, enhancing our emotional intelligence um, and the psychological uh, well-being of overall. So meditation, um, the, you know, it become a really popular term now, but originally it's more prayer, more spirituality, more um, you know, connecting with the spiritual realm. But what's good in meditation is that breathing, that more in tune with your body. And also prayer um, is that is more uh, similar to emotional release. So you give all the worry, all the anger, all that tears and sadness um, out of, throw out of your body, release, um, you know, give it away so it's a type of emotional release which help us to regulate our emotion um, increase our emotional intelligence indispensable advice for you and you also mentioned financial intelligence and how is that related to our health and well-being yes that's a really good question um I've come across a lot of patients and clients through my coaching programs. A lot of them have that money blocks. So they really want to do things, achieve um, in their lives, but they feel that money is evil, money is dirty, money is bad. So they have this great conflict inside of them. So constantly building up this um, conflict or negative emotions which stop them from moving forward stop them from achieving a happier and healthier life um, so I did more research 
um, looked into more this about financial emotional intelligence is that understanding of how what we feel about money and why. So it's digging into understanding where do we have these opinion about of money coming from? Because money is neutral. Money is not evil. Money is not good. Money is just money, a object, a thing. Mm. But how we is the person who use money or how we perceive money. It it can be from in the past how our parents, our grandparents see money. It could be when we're little. Um, the thing our parents said and really lead us to that belief of money is bad, money is evil, or um, yeah, the in the past experience. So what I really want to help um, people in general public to realize: hey, money is neutral. Money is fine. It's it's we need money to survive. We need money to buy food, clothes, protect our family, provide a safe and comfortable environment for our family. So it's okay it's normal it's good to earn money but it's we just have to go over that belief and also the emotion attached to it so what emotional intelligence is one is aware of why we have that emotion what is the emotion attached to money a lot of people is anger some people is is sadness or disgust or they just don't feel comfortable when i mention money so it is by by overcoming, by aware of that emotion, then secondly, be able to regulate that emotion, understand why and work out the reason. And really by um, asking them those questions, we're able to come up with answers and understand why we have these beliefs and it, that belief, it's not actually true. Um, and so we can overcome, then, you know, people um, are able to, you know, go out and earn money or charge the rates that they feel more comfortable and become happier and more fulfilled in that job in their business and what they do. So I see this financial emotional intelligence is definitely links to our health and well-being um, when we would become healthy and happier. And Ali, how is emotional intelligence actually related to our performance and wealth? Yeah, that's a really good question. So emotional intelligence is widely studied um, in the business world. All the top CEOs, management, um, they all study emotional intelligence. Um, so the founder of emotional intelligence, um, Daniel Goleman, actually said the um, emotional intelligence counts more than IQ, um, you know, determine who excels in the job. And also for understanding leadership, it counts more almost for, you know, compared to anything. In leadership position, 85% of competencies uh, for success lies in the emotional intelligence domain rather than technical and intellectual abilities. Um, so it's the, for most people, the emotional intelligence is more important in terms of understanding uh, your colleague, understanding people who work with you, their emotion state, um, to have empathy. For example, the colleague um, that you're working with, I'm not uh, feeling 100%. If you're more emotional intelligence, more in tune with emotion, then you ask them why and understand what's happening in their life and become more empathetic. And once you become more em empathetic, you're more likely to work better together. Um, rather than, 
not be in tune with other people's emotions and just go on, carry on with life. And and because we have to work within a team performance-wise um, in corporate environment and in any settings, we have to work within a team, work with other people. So if we, we can rec- recognize other people's emotion state and understanding why they do things, they're more likely to work together a lot more efficiently, effectively. And at the moment, obviously, there's a lot of kind of stress and fear in the world. Um, what's the connection between that and our well-being? Um, knowing that your background is both Eastern and Western medicine, you know, how, how is, you know, what's the connection there when it comes to emotional intelligence? Yeah, great. So I'd love to talk about this because um, being a pharmacist, we're working in pharmacies, we sense so much fear from the general public. Um, we see people uh, come in, uh, stock up medication, uh, pharmacists in them being abused or, um, you know, assaulted because we uh, ran out of medication. It, it, all, all that happened because of fear, because of that really strong emotion. Um, now, I want to introduce the term um, you know, called psychoneuroimmunology. So it's a state of mind that affects one's state of health. So it's in early 1980s, psychologists um, and also immunologists worked together in Ohio State University College of Medicine. So initially, they're really intrigued by the animal studies that link the stress and infection. So uh, from 1982 through to 1992, so it's a research study focused on medical students. Um, they found that students' immunity went down every year under the simple stress of three days exam period. Um, they did test, and test takers had fewer, less natural killer cells, which fights the um, tumor and viral infections, and also stopped the producing the Im- um, immunity-boosting um, gamma interferon, uh, pretty much that our immunity weakened because of that stress. And then for the more meta-analysis, more studies done on uh, all the people who are already sick, and they are more prone to stress-related immune change. So that's really interesting founding, and that leads to pathway of more mind and body connection study. Um, that we see in a lot of college, college students. If you are chronically feeling of loneliness, you know, in these days, people, especially this COVID time, isolation, we feel stressed, we feel lonely. And lonely directly links to more psychological stress um, and more intensely in amplified the stress, um, which lower our immunity. Um, so all these studies have proven how stress is directly related to our health, especially in this COVID, during this COVID time, that if we have more fear, that lower our immune system. Now, this is the theory from the Western medicine point of view. Now, let's have a look at the Chinese medicine. In traditional Chinese medicine, emotions and physical health are really connected. Sadness, Uh, anger, worry, fear, overwork, um, all these associated with particular organs in our body. Um, For example, that if we're really angry, irritable, then it can affect our liver, um, results in menstrual pain, 
headaches, redness of face, the eyes, dizziness, dry mouth. Emotions such as um, fear or uh, weak willpower, insecurity or isolation, feel isolated, it affects our kidney directly. And kidney, um, in Chinese medicine um, theory of kidney, is the key organ for sustaining life. It's responsible for reproduction, growth, and development. It evolves in um, a lot of lungs in water, met met metabolism, respiratory, um, connects with bones and teeth, ear, our hair. So, and also, the, if you have a kidney imbalance, kidney chi imbalance, that you're more likely to experience frequent urination, urinary incontinence, nice sweats, dry mouth. Um, so it's very interesting. I want to bring to your attention that both Chinese medicine and also Western medicine have the similarity, have the, have the same founding that our stress level, our emotion level is directly affected to our health and well-being, our body um, as well. So, um, yeah, so to answer your question, so that's our overall um, understanding. And in, particularly in this period of time, COVID, um, we have so much fear. What we have to say, f have a little bit of fear is good. We have a little bit of fear so we wash our hands properly. We have we fear of catching um, the disease or getting the virus, so we uh, have social distance. We, um, you know, protect the elderly by um, encouraging them to stay at home, and we go out and buy grocery for them. And there are great things happening because of fear. But if it's too much, or in Chinese medicine, everything's imbalanced. It it needs to be balanced. If it is too much of it, it becomes imbalanced, and then that's when too much fear, too much emotional. Um, emotions can affect our organs, reduce our immune, immunity, which actually leads to um, open for sickness. I'm sure a lot of us have kind of experienced that um, in our lives as well. We just know things aren't right and they're out of balance and out of whack. And it, we often do get sick at those times. Essential, knowledgeable, indispensable. Your pharmacist. So, Ali, what are your five indispensable tips about emotional intelligence? Yeah, great question. So um, to start with, again, the first step is self-awareness. It's very important. If we um, become more self-aware, we actually can start to solve a lot of our own uh, questions. Uh, so the exercise for self-awareness, one is breathing. Now, you mentioned meditation just great so meditation or yoga or qigong or tai chi all these exercises from um eastern philosophy all um stress the importance of breathing deeply intentionally breathe breathing um so not only help you to release the stress but also let you to be more aware of your own feelings your own thoughts inside and more connected with your body um, so that's one tip. Um, a second tip is it's a good idea to start a diary. Um, we often have, you know, people have pen diaries, we have uh, diabetes diaries or diet diaries, it's very popular. But emotion diary is a good way to help us to identify and put into words, use those emotional words. Initially, 
when we're not so aware of our emotion, we may not have um, any words. Initially, I was asked, I only had, um, I was asked how I feel, how was I feeling? I only had fine or good. That was my vocabulary. But over time, when you increase your emotional intelligence, you will have more vocabularies and you'll have, you'll be able to describe a lot more exactly what's happening in your body um, and connect to your emotions and thoughts. So emotion diary is good. Um, and also it gives you a bit of time to wind down each day um, which leads, leads to my third tip which is self-love and self-care time it's very important whether you choose early in the morning or you choose before you go to bed whether have a hot bath or shower or feeling feeling the water running down um through your body or just reading a book um whatever the activity that you choose that pleases you make your heart sing so often we're so busy looking after everyone else but we forget ourselves so self-love self-care um it's a good way to help us to be more in tune with how we feel um and regulate those emotions now Another way, the fourth tip, another way good um, is great to release if we have too much uh, stored up negative emotions is called emotional release um, exercise. So this exercise um, can, um, can be done either in your car or um, so there's different types. If you, have, you feel that you have too much anger then you can choose your activity, but there's rules. So you can't hurt anyone else. You can't hurt yourself. You can't hurt your love, you know, your favorite things or your property. And so what people can do is you can scream in your car, put your music on, scream on top of your lung, do that every day. So each day we will build up emotions, negative emotions. We hear sad stories or we hear um, things on the news make us really angry. We need to release that. Let us let it go, get out of our body, so we can start another day new, refreshed. So for anger, you can scream, or some people sing out loud. You can sing in the shower, or some people um, more need to have more movement in their lives. So you can go salsa, zumba, dancing. Just start moving. That that movement. Remember, we talked about mind and body is connected. So by moving our body, it's actually shifting our emotions as well. So it, so it depends on what you love to do. Um, you can do different activities or you can um, punch. Some people like to punch things. They just want to punch somebody. But instead of punching other people, punch a pillow or do boxing classes. Um, yeah, so make a fun and creative but remember to release that negative emotions each day. Now, and that brings me to the last tip, which is connection, um, support group, or hire a coach, or have a community that you can connect with others. We all uh, human. We love to be connected. We want to be loved and we want to love others and we want to feel heard feel seen be understood so having that community is a great way to connect with others um, and by talking to others and sharing uh, your experience that help you to become more aware of your own emotions and also 
know the reason why you have these emotions and be able to regulate it. At the same time, it can help you to practice your social intelligence as well. And the reason why I said find a coach is coach um, is actually trained to help you to guide you through the steps of self-awareness and how to regulate your emotions and keep you accountable. A lot of times, now I've given you five tips, all of them uh, requires you to take time for yourself, either 10 minutes or 15 minutes in the morning or at night, you have to take those times. But a lot of time we forget ourselves. We, you know, at the end of the day, we're just you don't want to go to bed or in the morning we're too busy or have kids or have family or have the work to go to. We don't have time for ourselves. Now the coach is there to keep you accountable and making sure that you actually do these exercises to help you to increase that emotional intelligence. So that's my five tips. Hope that you can use all of it or some of it absolutely thanks ali i love that and i i can really see that connection too with you know as pharmacists we often kind of um want people you know helping people to get the best out of their medication but we we you know can help them with with things like their emotional intelligence and being self-aware as well so that's fantastic thank you so much thank you so much for time and i definitely i'm so passionate about this and i and i love I hope you know that kindness, the king, kindness is king, and love, the connection that we can share with everybody. It doesn't matter if it's in the workplace or at home. So remember, the health and well-being is all the holistic way of living. It's your relationship, it's your work, it's how you view money, it's how you eat, exercise, drink, water, all that together, as a whole. Wonderful. That's a great summary. Thank you so much, Ali. Thank you. Indispensable contains general medicine and health advice and is not intended to be a substitute for professional individual medical advice. We endeavour to ensure it is accurate and up to date. However, we can't guarantee that it will always apply to you. Always seek the guidance of your pharmacist or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your health or a medical condition. This episode is brought to you by me, the Indispensable Pharmacist. Don't forget to subscribe to Indispensable and leave a review so we can help more people. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for Farm Online. That's P-H-A-R-M Online. I'd love to hear your suggestions for the next topic to be covered on Indispensable.